Hey y'all, my name is Alan C. If you are new to the channel, then hit the subscribe button down below. Very much appreciate it. I cover all things flower, um, flower related. I'm trying to not get it demonetized here. Um, but yeah, if you guys are new to the channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. I had my my buddy, <clears throat> the working class investor, uh, send me. Uh, he said, you need to watch this and everything he sends me, you know, is usually fire. So we're going to do a review of this. Uh, we're going to walk through it. We're going to walk through part of it. But this is from Vice. Uh, they've done a lot of good stuff recently on different aspects of 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 drugs and the war on drugs and how media cover drugs, how media has covered drugs. And this is the specific thing that they're going to be talking about in this one. But we're going to go over this. This came out on January 26, 2021. Let's go. Let's go into it. Shout out to working class investor. Let's do it. The burning weed in hell. All wars have their propaganda front, and the war on drugs is no different. Throughout its hundred year history, large sections of the media have acted more as campaigners for the drug. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, you know, one major aspect of really how did, how did, how did, how did, you know, this, uh, you know, public perception of cannabis, I mean, <laughs> flour or weed, um, you know, really get this perception of reefer madness, you know, obviously a massive marketing campaign of a lot of, you know, uh, fake news, honestly. Um, let's keep going now. Drug war than as reporters of actual evidence and truth. And this isn't just about ridiculous drug exploitation movies. America's public enemy number one is drug abuse. When Richard Nixon first declared his war on drugs in 1970, he explicitly asked American news networks to warn our youth constantly against the dangers of drugs. When Reagan wanted to ramp up the drug war in the 80s, he claimed that the newsrooms of our media centers have a special opportunity to send alarm signals across the nation. And all too often, newspapers and networks were happy to oblige. And, you know, I think, you know, to add on to this really is we see now, especially with, you know, the explosion of social media, with the explosion of, <coughs> excuse me, with the explosion of, you know, everyone having, you know, it's not just five news stations that people listen to now, like it was back in the day. That's why they could lie to us. That's why they could perpetually lie to us and push all the, this narrative that's completely fake or just lie, just basically lying, you know, pushing, you know, now that we have so many different access to news, we're, we're seeing not only a lot more alternatives to, uh, you know, the traditional news, but we're also seeing a proliferation of attention grabbing headlines, like clickbait headlines, like the, the term clickbait, you know, I mean, that came with the rise of the internet. And so while we do have more education and we do have a lot of media fighting against it, like this media specifically we're watching right now, fighting against this propaganda, we also do have this temptation of highlighting how do we scare the shit out of people? Because that's really at the end of the day, how we're going to get more clicks. Okay. So, you know, like I said, so there, there's pros and cons to both having this new era of the internet, this new era of anybody can really put out news or put their opinion out their analysis out on certain happenings in the world um but you know the good thing is though is that people are getting more and more educated regardless and so people are getting more media trained in general and are understanding okay this is propaganda this is lies and there's a lot more people that will call out those lies right but 
at the, at the, on the other hand, though, the sensational, the sensationalism, the, you know, scaring the shit out of people that is still much, it's a huge element in today's news media environment. Like I said, though, the good thing is those that that has been countered by people getting more educated on this. Let's keep going, though. Because scare stories around drugs generate newspaper sales and drive online traffic. The media has a drug problem and we need to stage an intervention. What if you could control? And by the way, you know, I got to say shout out to Vice. You know, they have done a great job on this, you know, highlighting the war on drugs and, and, and how, you know, it's been a complete waste of time, money, energy, all that. Most teenagers start off with marijuana. Then they decide to see if heroin has any kick. It does. By the way, too, this is my first time watching through this or watching through this together. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comments. One of the great myths of the war on drugs is the idea that cannabis acts as a gateway drug. These claims have been parroted by media outlets for decades. That something in weed makes people more likely to try potentially dangerous addictive drugs like cocaine or heroin. This idea has been kicking about since the 1930s, but was really popularized in the 70s by people like Robert Dupont, Richard Nixon's drug czar, who declared that marijuana was actually the most dangerous drug threatening America. Tonight it and it's absolute bullshit, right? Okay, let's go over this. Those are going to be interesting. They're going to go into 2019. This is going to be fun. In our Marijuana 101 series, we ask if marijuana is a gateway drug. Now, many believe that smoking pot actually leads to using harder substances. The problem with all this is that the entire gateway drug theory has been pretty much completely debunked by the scientific community. The majority of people who track cocaine have smoked marijuana before. That is true. But the fact is, the majority of people who have done marijuana do not go on to use heroin or cocaine. So we can say the basically right all all heroin users have used cannabis but not all cannabis users have used heroin right and a vast majority haven't used heroin right majority of people who have bias was a rising star of college basketball he that crossover would probably never even occur which means maybe the real gateway might just be the war on drugs itself this is a great point that they're making they're making, this is a great point. Okay. In 1986, Len Bias was a rising star of college basketball. If you haven't seen the 30 for 30 on this, I highly, highly recommend you do. He'll explain what this is. He'd just been signed to the NBA and went out with friends to celebrate. That night, he died of a heart attack. This caused a media frenzy, with the press blaming his death on a mysterious new drug apparently sweeping across America called crack. Crack, which has been, it's been pretty much proven at this point. Crack epidemic. I mean, if you guys want to know the biggest arms dealer in the United States, the biggest drug dealer in the United States in the world, actually, sorry, excuse me, the world, that's the U.S. government. The CIA, biggest drug dealer in the world. One of the biggest, if not, if they might be on the same, they, they might be rivaling with, uh, the, CIA, with the cartels not in Mexico, but this is now... The the the, the 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 core the core you know the infrastructure of the war on drugs really at this a lot of times is politically motivated. I've always I've talked about this in a lot of different videos. If how do people come to political power? How does a politician come to political power? Well, they point at they go, "That's your enemy. That's your enemy. I'm going to help you fight this enemy." Whether it's 
you know, we get, let's go down the list, right? Whether it's Richard, which, whether it's, um, you know, Richard Nixon or Richard Nixon with starting the war on drugs, right? Drugs are the enemy, right? Whether it's Adolf Hitler, Jews are your enemy, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, for even Bernie Sanders, the, uh, the corporate elite are your enemies, right? No matter what, a politician has to be pointing at, this is your enemy, and I'm going to help us fight against this enemy. And that's how they come to power no matter what, right? If you look at anybody that's ever come to power, they always are pointing at an enemy. Who should we direct our anger at and how can, and then I'm going to be, you know, I'm the person saying, okay, this is your enemy or, you know, vote me into office because I will fight this enemy for you. Okay. So drugs have been used as a mechanism as this is your enemy, right? That's why you see America. We're always, we're perpetually at war. We're at war with something, whether it's war on drugs, whether it's the war in Afghanistan, Iraq, whether it's the war all around, whether, you know, they're going to continue to always find an enemy. That's how people come to power, unfortunately. And it's, I mean, and sometimes it's good, right? Because genuinely, the rich corporate elite, the 1%, they kind of are our enemy. Let's be honest. You know, that is 100% factual. You know, they they have been absolutely, they have been destroying our, uh, you know, our American economy for years. They've been shipping off our jobs, doing all this stuff, right? But it, it really comes back to the war on drugs is really just another war to point at, okay, this is your enemy. And this is also part of why the military industrial complex is so powerful is because the military industrial complex is that complex, that infrastructure that allows for somebody to wage war, whether it's the war on drugs, because the war on drugs is if the base of the war on drugs really is if because we can't find because what, during the time of, you know, uh, the war on drugs really starting right before that was the communists are our enemy. They're the people we need to go to war with. They're the people that are, are, are going to ruin our society or, or are ruining our society. Right now, as that dissipated throughout, you know, it, it happened throughout the 60s and 70s, but then you see the Vietnam War and you see how that all turned out to be complete bullshit. They then start to switch their, they starts to switch their, you know, the American government starts to switch their focus on the war on drugs. And you see it really proliferate with George H.W. Uh, Bush, uh, the H.W. The Bush Sr., George Bush Sr., the first uh, president, the first George Bush, uh, the first Bush president. Um, and you really see, you know, you know, he does this famous thing where he goes, you know, we just found this crack that was sold across the street. It was complete bullshit, by the way. This whole there's this whole famous speech that he makes that turns out to be completely fake. But the war on drugs really comes after a time when communism was the initial, you know, we need to fight the commies. The commies are the ones that we need to fight. Okay, the commies now that's starting to run out of that's starting to run out of uh uh you know, starting to run out of, 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 of belief from the American people. People are starting to catch on. Okay. This is kind of bullshit. Now let's put the war on drugs. Okay. Now what's the, what's the new one? What's the new one? The new one. Now the new war is the war on terror, the war on terror, right? We have to be worried about the terrorists. That's why, you know, there's always a war that has to be waged for people to come to power. Okay. Within months, major networks were dropping shows like 48 hours on crack street, cocaine country, and the doping of a nation. Crack, 
Vials like this one are turning up empty and discarded in the streets, in the parks, in the schoolyards around the nation. Members of the police department are raiding a civil crackdown. And see, this is sensationalism. This is this is this is entertaining. There's a reason why the show Cops was around for years and years and years, and only till recently actually got taken, you know, taken off the airways, right? Because people realize, wow, this is really just proliferating um, the negative outcomes of the war on drugs, which has really been created by the government, right? We're going to come back. We'll see what drugs they find. Tell the camera. Okay, good. Just, just disgusting stuff. You guys see, you guys see what I mean? They're just disgusting stuff. You have kids there, you have them on TV. Their parents are all fucked up on crack or whatever drug it is. It's disgusting. And people, this is the capitalist system. I'm not hating on capitalism, but I also, I'm not okay with, you know, they make they're making money off this shit. Look at this stuff. Look at the reason why there's cops. First of all, crack wasn't a new drug. It was just cocaine that you can smoke. And Bias hadn't actually smoked crack. He'd accidentally ingested several grams of powder cocaine in a drink. But amid the hysteria following Bias's death, journalists found they can make almost any claim they wanted about crack, and it would be believed. There was never more than three or four percent of the population generally that was using crack on a regular basis, even at the height of the quote unquote epidemic. It was never that pervasive. This had a serious impact. Riding the wave of panic around crack, within months, the Reagan administration had passed the Anti-Drug Abuse Act. Under these laws, possession of five grams of crack was treated as harshly as 500 grams of powder cocaine. And whoop, there you go. You see our our jail population shoot up, right? And then you see the mass incarceration, particularly people of color. Disgusting, disgusting stuff, guys. Really disgusting stuff. Anyways, I'm going to end this here. I don't want to cover the whole thing. Highly recommend you guys go check out this full thing. I'm probably going to watch this after I'm done with uploading this. But I wanted to, you know, I, I already, you know, I saw the title of it. I knew already what they were going to say because this is something that I've studied quite extensively. But I highly recommend you guys go check this out. But in a lot of ways, guys, the war, the war machine is is how people get to power. Now, what is that war machine depicting? Whether it's terror, whether it's now you're hearing about white nationalism, not to say that that's not a thing that's happening, but people will come to power by saying, hey, this is our new enemy. Make me in power because I will help you fight against it. Okay, and there's the wrong things that are being war right now. Really, in a lot of ways, in the the, the right the, the war that should be fought right now is the war against inequality, because that you know the one percent are getting richer and richer and richer, the rest of us are getting poorer and poorer and poorer, right? Um, and we have this we have the system of corporate socialism, system that bails out the rich and fucks us, the rest of us, right? That fucks the rest of us seriously. Disgusting stuff, guys. Really gross stuff. But hey, great job to Vice. They did a great job on this. I'm going to watch the rest of this. Highly recommend you do as well. Thank you, by the way, to the working class investor. My name is LMC. Very much appreciate y'all. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And I hope you all have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.